Hi guys, this is The Upsides. Um, I just wanted to let you guys know that there is some sensitive material in this episode. Um, so please listen at your discretion. We do talk about um, suicide. And please, if you're having any thoughts, um, contact the suicide hotline. That number is 1-800-273-8255. I hope that you guys get a lot from this episode. And again, please continue to listen at your own discretion. Bye, guys. and this is The Upsides. I am here with Melo. Hi. <laughs> so we really wanted to record an episode um, for Mental Health Month. I realized that it's May 29th, <laughs> um, but that's what happens when someone with anxiety is running a podcast. <laughs> There's procrastination. Did I say that wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? procrastination um and some days it's harder to do what you're supposed to do but here we are um we made it happen so finally (laughs) um Melo's gonna talk a little bit about her journey now um can't remember which episode it was do you have Um, any check there yeah so she was on an episode before. Um, she talks about her PTSD, and um, yeah, now we're just kind of catching up and seeing things that have changed since then. The fourth episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's mellow. So if you want to hear the first part, you can go to the fourth episode. It's called "Learning Happiness Exists." And you can hear a little bit of her background. So, when we spoke then, um, you were going to therapy and you were taking uh, sertraline. Yeah. And now you're not. Yeah, no. How long ago did you stop? Um, it's almost a year now. A since year? Our, yeah, since last time we recorded. Was it um, difficult? Just like get off of it. Did you feel a difference? Um, no, I mean I personally never really liked taking them because I feel like every time like I took my pill, I feel like it was a reminder like oh something's wrong with me and like you need to you know like just something's wrong with you to the point where you need to take a pill to like help you out. Um, so I feel like sometimes it was it kind of made me sad. I don't know like sometimes I could be having a good time. I could be, I could be fine. And then it's, like, my time to take a pill. And I'm like, okay, remember. <laughs> so it ended up being kind of, like, a trigger for you. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and when you stopped taking it, you felt better? Um, I mean, a lot of changes came from when I stopped taking it. Um, so we, we wanted to talk about how, like, um, like, mental health is something you have to work on daily because, like, Especially, like, the the last podcast that I was on, like, I said that I was doing really well, and basically, like, I thought it was all good. 
and stuff. So, and then basically short afterwards, like I went downhill um, and like I tried to kill myself. So, um, yeah, so obviously it wasn't something that could be fixed from one day to another just by going to therapy every now and then and like, you know, um, you know, taking medication. It's not always like that. And so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, what's something that you would tell, like, someone who's questioning, oh, how could someone, like, try to kill themselves? Like, can you go through the thought process of, you know, it's not that you... Like, what was the reason behind it and what was your mental state at that point? Um, so I think everyone is different, but at least for me, um, at least for a while then, I had already been thinking about it. It wasn't something that was completely, like, it just, like, came up on my mind. I'm like, I'm going to do this. Like, no, it was something that I had already been thinking about. Um, obviously just didn't like fall into doing it at that moment um but I don't know exactly what triggered me that day exactly um but I remember like I was just like like crying <laughs> a lot and I remember just feeling like this is it like like I I don't know like I just really I I was just giving up but like I just didn't see a point anymore and I just didn't see like how I could get better from here mm -hmm. and that was it like, I just didn't think anything from here and now really mattered. Um, so, yeah, that was just my way of thinking. Um, but, yeah, like, when I was at the hospital, um, I did have, like, I would overhear the nurses, like, literally being like, oh, like, she's so stupid. Um, they'd be like, look at her. Like, she's literally 20. And, like, like look at her. She's so dumb. Like, why would she do that? And I was just like, I can literally hear you. And, like, their ex excuse for it being stupid that I'm, like, doing this is because I'm 21. And they were like, oh, look, she's beautiful. Like, why would she do this? And I just thought that was really fucked up. Yeah. Um, especially to say it out loud. And especially for you just assume that because I'm young and I guess beautiful, like, I wouldn't have a reason to be sad. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's something. Yeah, unfortunately... <laughs> Um, the city that we live in, there's yeah, like was, no sensor. It was Palmetto, so. <laughs> yeah, it was Hialeah. <laughs> uh, um, I'm hoping that in other states and cities it's not like yeah. that. But yeah, that's fucked up. They're supposed to be there to, you know, see you, like be professional about it, especially yeah. in such a delicate situation that it was fucked up for them to say those things. Yeah. Would you say that? The things that led you there were more so environmental factors? Um, yeah, so I definitely do think, I mean, at least for me, I don't know if it's because it's PTSD, but at least for me, like, my depression got worse as, like, my life continued. Um, I remember always being pretty much, like, I wouldn't say suicidal, like, I was always going to do it, but, like, I've always had suicidal thoughts, um, like, ever since I was, like, 10, like, I remember, I would, like, pray when I was a kid. And I remember, like, praying, like, I would, like, be that kid with, like, cancer. Or, like, I'd be that kid that's, like, dying. And I remember, like, the last thing, and I think this was near the time of, like, I remember that when that FIU bridge, like, fell. I remember I was at work and I was, like, I wish I was there. 
and like that was like right before like I tried to kill myself so I think like that's when those thoughts starting to like come back and I remember just there were a lot of times where I'd just be driving and I'd be like okay like I wish that was me like I wish I could trade spots with someone mm-hmm. who wasn't like constantly like living with like this like idea mm-hmm. um crap I forgot what I was gonna ask uh, I guess what I wanted to ask was like there was a was there a period where sorry <laughs> where you didn't have those thoughts and like you kind of like you forgot that you ever felt that way you're saying that you remember being a kid mm-hmm. and thinking those things was there a period where you didn't remember and then when you started feeling sad again those came back um, or they were always there? So, like, it wasn't always as intense. I wouldn't say, like, they were never gone. Like, I was... I Even when I wasn't, like, oh, I wish I was dead, like, I wouldn't... It, if it wasn't that, it was just, like, I don't care. Like, generally. Like, I was just, like, whatever. Like, you know. Um, but there was never really a time where I was, like, oh, my God. Like, I'm so glad to be alive. And like, so. you were always self-aware that as a kid, you felt that same way. Yeah. So, like, it's always been normal for me to think this way so like for me like and I, I mean it took me a while to realize like okay like you know I I do need help or I actually I'm like I actually am depressed or I have depression like I didn't say that to myself until like literally last year before that like my whole life I've been going on like believing that this is normal and like everyone should feel like this but then again I obviously knew that everyone felt that way but um I guess I didn't, since I was so used to it, I wouldn't really give those emotions or thoughts that much attention. Um, so, yeah. And then we can kind of bring it back to, you know, within the Hispanic household, you don't really talk about those things. Like, yeah. You never went to your mom when you were little and said, hey, you know, I pray for this. Yeah. Like, you just kind of... Keep yeah, I mean, I never thought of even telling my mom, like, I don't or even your think... your friends, like... Yeah, I mean, the first time I did open up to a friend about it, I think it was, like, in sixth grade. I think it was, like, in middle school, um, when, like, they were over and they just saw, like, how negative my household was. And um, I basically, like, I just broke down and I told, I told one of them about it. Um... And she actually heard the last podcast and messaged me, and she was like, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Which is okay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I think that was, like, the first time I ever actually opened up and said anything about it. But even then, like, I mean, we were kids, so it was like that. But I never really thought of telling my parents anything mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Which is why it's so important to, like have that open communication and especially for you know hispanics and latinos like if you don't feel comfortable talking with your family about how you feel or your friends that's why there's professionals who are there for you to talk to and you know they won't say anything to anybody and you don't have to be self-conscious about it and just say exactly like everything you feel 
Yeah, because even talking to friends sometimes isn't the most helpful thing. Because mm-hmm. a lot they don't of, know how to. Yeah, a lot respond. of people. Yeah, they don't know how to respond, and then you're just kind of like, oh, I just broke down to you, and you're just looking at me like I feel bad for you, but I don't know what to tell you. So it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's difficult if you don't know. Yeah, and I mean, I don't never blame felt that them. Way. I don't expect people to understand mm-hmm. exactly what it is or what it feels like. Because a lot of people are like, okay, she's depressed. But they, I mean, like, they don't understand, like, how difficult it is to actually go through it, like, day by day. Mm-hmm. So. And depression has so many different symptoms, and it's yeah. so different for everybody. Yeah. That, like you said, like, you didn't realize that you were depressed yeah. to the point of needing help up until last yeah. year. I mean, like, I told you in the last podcast, we talked about how, like, I was basically just numb mm-hmm. for, like, I don't know, maybe... I don't know when it started, but I know for a fact, like, maybe four years, I was, like, completely numb to, like, anything, and I would just live my life without even, like, actually living it or feeling anything. Mm-hmm. And what are some things that you're, like, implementing now that's kind of helping you to feel better since you're not on medication? You know, are you continuing therapy? Um, I know you mentioned you're working out now. Like, is that helping? Um, yeah, so... Like, the um, changes you've made since Yeah, then. so, I mean, since then, I moved out. So, definitely, moving out of my parents' house helped a lot. Um, just in the fact where I don't have to, um, like, pretend or put, a f- like, anything fake, you know. Um, and I feel like it also helped our relationship a little bit more. Like, I feel like I can talk to my parents more now. Um, I mean, I surrounded myself with a lot of, like, I surrounded myself with better people, I think. I think before everything happened, I was surrounded by a lot of toxic people, um, in my life that basically would just, like, put me down, um, and that wouldn't help since my self-esteem was already so low. Um, but, yeah, and, like, recently exercising has, like, been helping a lot, like, um, I know sometimes, like, I'll, like, I'll feel really upset for no reason, or, um, I can be pissed off at, like, the smallest thing, um, and then, like, I'll just work out, and then I'll, I'll feel better. Yeah. (laughs) Um, God, let's go back to what you were saying about, like, people who make you feel better, um, (laughs) I hate when I'm like thinking yeah, okay. and then <laughs> oh my God. I don't want to cut you off. I'm funny. So. My face is hot. Huh? My face is hot. Oh, yeah. No, I'm like tense up here. <laughs> um, okay, so we talked about the changes. Yeah. So you moved out, you're going to the gym. Uh, oh, we can talk about school. What about school? Like, we were talking about it before, remember? About like trying to stay in track. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, school. At least um, for some people, like, with anxiety and depression and other mental illnesses, like, it's really hard to, like, be motivated to do things. Yeah, like, even if you like what you're doing. Yeah, it's so much easier to just lay in bed or procrastinate or just avoid um and I mean now I feel like schools are a little bit more 
sensitive to those things. Like, you can let them know, like, yeah. hey, you know, I'm going through this, this, and that. Which like, I think is great, because I know there were a lot of days, like, when, like, I was at Starbucks, like, there were a lot of days where I was really, like, just really going through it. And I I was still to show up to work, and I'd end up literally crying at the drive through and, like, breaking down in front of customers and, like, running to the bathroom to cry. And, like, I just wish, you know... And I'm sure, I mean, if I would have told my manager, it would have been understanding. But at the same time, it's like, you know, to what extent is that okay to be, like, calling off of work because, like, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. And then I just feel like there's nothing okay. Like, she can't work because, you know. And so, yeah. But if you had, like, it's where, you know, people see mental illness as not as a big a deal as like a medical condition like a physical mm-hmm. condition but it should be yeah like it's not that people are lazy or they're not trying like there's a chemical imbalance or there's a trauma that needs to be you know worked through mm-hmm. and the person doesn't have the ability to you know do those things like if it wasn't for me, being on medication, I wouldn't be going to work. Um, I wouldn't be going to the gym. Like, that gives me the push to do the things that I have to do. Um, I was mentioning to you that um, I started Zoloft and Lamictal. <laughs> and because I was going through a life a lot of hormonal changes since I got on birth control, which is other things that, you know, us as girls have to think about, like how birth control affects our hormones when you already have a mental illness or a chemical imbalance or hormonal imbalance. And so I started noticing that it really did affect me getting on birth control. Like I was crying for nothing and just very lethargic and yeah, didn't have any sort of motivation and I was eating like crazy like pizza I was craving everything that was bad hot dogs McDonald's super bad I gained like 10 to 12 pounds it was crazy (laughs) yeah no I mean I've heard a lot of people that have like bad side effects thankfully I didn't I didn't it didn't affect me whatsoever yeah it's like different for everybody so like to me like I don't even realize that Anything like changed. anything changed like I think I gained maybe a little bit of weight but it wasn't even like negative weight I think it was like healthy weight in a way you get me like like your butt got bigger yeah like my you know got a little <laughs> but yeah I think it was more like positive weight if anything I think I maybe if anything I started eating a healthy amount like I remembered what I wanted to say so what I wanted to say <laughs> that you had mentioned when we weren't recording mm-hmm. was that you said, if I hadn't tried to kill myself, I don't think I would have gotten better. Yeah. So can you, like, come into that? Um, yeah, so I think, I definitely think that if I hadn't tried, I would have been in the same position that I was a year ago. Um, meaning I'd still be with my parents, um, not be able to communicate or even have, like, a single conversation with them because of the fact that... Um, the environment was yeah, unhealthy. Yeah, it was just the environment. Like, living in the same house where I experienced my trauma um, was hard. Um, yeah, just nothing would have really changed at all. Um, 
and I just think getting out of that environment, it's just helped me a lot. Like, I don't think, like, I'm literally not the same person that I was a year ago, and I don't mean that, like, in a super cliche way, but I mean, it's true. Like, even, like, a year ago, like, I was, um, what's, I feel like it's been a little more, I don't know. Um, like, I was even afraid to, like, speak because everything I said I thought was stupid or, like, no one really cared. Um, so it was just literally things like that. The fact that I couldn't even say what was on my mind because I felt that, like, unimportant, like, um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean not to say that, Not like, to say, like, you should go ahead right. and try, but, um, you know, like, some people, it goes downhill for them. I think for me, it definitely went uphill. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, things to prevent from that happening, like, do you think that anything else would have helped you realize, okay, I need to get out? Like, you already knew that. Mm -hmm. You knew that you had to get out. You had gone to therapy. They had told you the same thing, like, you need to get out of there. But you just didn't, like, have a way out in, like financially did you feel yeah i mean definitely like financially i didn't um have a way out um it wasn't until you got to like rock bottom that you're like it doesn't even matter like yeah I just it doesn't have even to. matter and i mean that's when like i did have like my a friend um i was bouncing between a friend's house and my boyfriend's house so it was just bouncing between those two and then eventually like i realized um it wasn't I wasn't having a positive effect because I felt like I didn't have a home. I realized that I feel like I need to have that feeling of having... Stability. Yeah, stability and like a comfortable home where I feel safe. Um, and so, so yeah, so now I'm living with my boyfriend and everything's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess what I would want to say is that if you're feeling... To that point, like, like, I feel like, I feel like you shouldn't be afraid to reach out and ask for help, even if it seems like desperate or, um, you know, like, obviously, like, you don't want to be a bother mm -hmm. to people. Um, but I think that, you know, like, you need to leave. <laughs> like, if your body and your mind is, like, just saying, like, I can't have I can't do this anymore, like, just go, and, like, I guess just figure the rest out as you go, I mean, there's always going to be, hopefully, like, there's always going to be someone there, yeah. um, or resources there that will help you, mm -hmm. um, even if it's temporary until you get back on your feet, or, um, you know, you can try to fix that situation at home while not being at home, and maybe see if it's safe to go back. Yeah, so, it's, like, whatever... Because we're affected by environmental factors, like, on a daily basis. So if what's causing you that discomfort, that feeling of not being enough, and just, you just don't feel good. Like, always trust your gut. Like, if you have, like, that pain, it's your body telling you, like, hey, like, it's not okay here. Yeah. We need to do something. We need to change something. So... Whether it's a person that you need to remove from your life or a change of home, um, change job. of job, like <laughs> all of those stressors, like you gotta... And even as minor as they may seem, mm -hmm. like 
they have such a big impact on your daily life, especially if you're already going through like any mental like issue. Um, yeah, and like what people have to realize, like mental disorders, you know, are I'm gonna freak out this word. <laughs> I always have to like it's okay, try pronounce it in my head, and I'm like it's gonna come out, guys. My first Spanish. My first language was Spanish. First generation. Anyways. Hereditary. I said it. I can't say it. Hereditary. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, guys. This is what happens when you're born in Hialeah. Um. So, yeah. So, mental illness is hereditary. And... It's not, like, you could be fine, like, it just, it won't really affect you, but when you have a trauma or something happened in your life, you know, it just kind of, like, triggers it, and then it becomes, like, an active thing. Yeah, especially with, like, I feel like with at least childhood trauma, like, like I said, like, I feel like it gets worse as you go out into your life, like, you don't realize if, when you're a kid, like, you can still be fine. Like, you won't get it. But then when you're, like, an adult, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, so many things are wrong with me because of this. Like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, like, at this point in our lives, you know, we're in our 20s. And we can't, like, it's too late to go back. But I think that... With us talking about mental health and not, you know, being so closed off and negative towards it, parents are going to start learning. Like, our generation is going to know that, okay, we have to talk to our kids. We have to, you know, if they're experiencing certain symptoms, like, we need to see if maybe they need therapy. Um, Not so much medication, but just teach them how to communicate their feelings. Because or let them know it's important. okay to feel this way. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, one of the big things. Like, you yeah. assume, like, oh, someone has depression. Like, they're not capable of doing many things, too. So. Yeah. So getting, like, your, like, talking to your children, getting them evaluated so that you can better prepare them for their future so that when they're adults, they don't have to go through what we have to go through. Yeah. You know, they're very self-aware, and they'll be able how to, like, deal with situations that they have no control over like as I mentioned like my anxiety came to be when my parents got divorced and I mean for some other people that might not affect them but it did affect me and even though it was like later in life like I was 18 19 It's fine. Um, Like, I don't know. Like, there's just nothing that we can do about what happened in our childhood. Yeah, there's nothing that we can do. But, um, I think, yeah. Honestly, I feel like at least for my situation, at least, it would have been a lot better if my parents were aware of, like, mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Yeah, that could have impacted yeah. a, a lot, at least, again, in just my case. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, because it's not, it's not like there weren't signs, like, my parents didn't know. Um, and, like, I, I, I didn't remember this until, like, literally 
now recently. How crazy is that? It's literally crazy. Like, I, I was talking to Nancy. <laughs> That's our therapist. <laughs> and um, I told her how, like, you know, I didn't realize that. Literally, it just hit me, like, three months ago or four months ago that, like, I was afraid to sleep by myself my whole life. Like, even in high school, um, I would wake up my mom to come to my bed in the middle of the night and if I woke up sometimes or I'll tell her to come sleep with me and I woke up sometimes and she wasn't there I'd go I'd go crazy and I'd panic and I'd be like oh my god I come back um and just like you know I didn't I never thought like why did I do that mm-hmm. like why was I so afraid to like you know because it's not like I couldn't be alone it's just like sleeping like I needed someone there like just to feel safe mm-hmm. and um even just, like, when I started sleeping alone, it had to be with a nightlight. Like, I, you know, like, it's until now that I sleep in the dark, it's because I sleep with my boyfriend. <laughs> but, like, besides that, like, I always had to need, like, something there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like, I just think, why didn't my mom ever question, like, hey, you're, like, 16, why do you need me to sleep with you? You get me? So... What did Nancy say about that? Like, you just had to be safe? Yeah, she was just like, that's just basically you, like feeling uneasy yeah uneasy and just not feeling safe Mm -hmm. and wanting like basically your parents there be there Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just crazy how like your mind just like brings you like back all of a sudden like well i mean as soon as you start talking about yeah that's what you're feeling your mind's like oh yeah look Remember this? Yeah. And this? And, this? and then you're like, oh, fuck. It, just, it can be pretty overwhelming, like, going to therapy for the first time. And, like, they ask you those basic questions. And, sh- like, shit just starts flowing yeah. in. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, this was supposed to stay closed. Yeah. This was supposed to be open. Yeah, and it's crazy because, like, you... Especially, you never think of telling someone you don't know those things. Mm-hmm. Like, you never... You think about maybe telling a friend, but you never think of, like, telling a complete oh, no. stranger. Honestly, yeah. I never... That was weird for me. I don't know. I thought it was weird because I never... No, well, I wouldn't have said that to a friend. hmm Because it would make me uncomfortable. Oh, like, them knowing? Yeah, or, like, how they would see me. So, I'd rather tell, you know, like... I mean, they're not a stranger. They're, like, a professional. Yeah. But I knew that it was a safe space and, you know, they weren't going to tell anybody. Yeah. Because sometimes... At the same time, I'm like, are you going to tell someone? <laughs> <laughs> no, I signed the paper. Because <laughs> um, sometimes telling a friend, like, like you said, they don't know how to react. Yeah. It can make things worse. Like, it makes you feel shittier. Yeah. Um, And they don't know exactly, like, the right way to approach it hopefully if they're like mm-hmm. a good therapist they'll know how to approach it in a way that you feel safe and you feel not judged and you know just makes you feel better but yeah I would never tell a friend <laughs> yeah I mean like I said like I've told a couple friends and honestly like I mean after the fact like the first person you told well that was like in sixth grade but like the other friend that I had told was like maybe like like it was like a friend in high school like my sophomore year and basically I got like no no help or like nothing whatsoever so yeah and like kids don't really like know how to handle yeah I was like okay I shouldn't have told you that like (laughs) I know when like in high school there was like two or three 
people that committed suicide, but we just kind of like, oh yeah, they committed suicide, but we never talked about like, oh why, like were they yeah. depressed? What was going on at home? Like, what was affecting yeah. them? And a lot of people think that sometimes it has to be like one big factor. Um, like yeah, I had my my trauma there, but on top of that, like again, I was surrounded by like someone that was specifically toxic. And I think that, like, having, you know, it's, like, little things piling on, too. Mm -hmm. Like, like that's, like, the, that could be, like, the cut, you get me? Like, you could be, okay, like, you're used to handling, like, at least for me, like, I was used to, like I said, like, I was used to being sad and used to, you know. Like, like dealing with yeah, it. Yeah, dealing with it. But then when you have that and then you have other people telling you, like, you know, you suck. <laughs> like, that really is, like, okay, then what's left mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> but, but yeah, I kind of want to touch base on how the school didn't really like not like brief us and tell us like oh look this person was it was because of this or all oh, of your feelings sad like they would say like I don't even think they said that I don't think they said like oh if you're feeling sad tell a friend or if you're feeling like this like they just would brush it under the rug and wouldn't talk about it. And yeah. so it left everyone with questions. We weren't, like, taught about that stuff yeah. in school. Yeah, I mean, no one's really taught. They're teaching you sex ed. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even get that. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure the programs now, like, the schools yeah, don't have that. Yeah, I don't even get that, so it's like... And which sucks because, at least for me, like, my parents never taught me about those things. Like, my mom was always, like, very... You know, like... Conservative. Yeah, conservative. So, not even talking to me about using a tampon was, like, a thing for me. Mm -hmm. So, it really sucks that, like, sex ed isn't yeah, a thing. Yeah, I think we learned that, like, in middle school. Yeah, I didn't. They gave us a little <laughs> pack of, like, pads and... Yeah. Well, not tampons, pads. But yeah. yeah. Um... <laughs> but... Yes, so... Back to... Um, basically how we need to talk about mental illness, which I say every time, <laughs> um, because there's people battling this every day and as hard as it may be, just talking about it kind of changes the mentality around it and it doesn't become... A battle it just becomes a practice where yeah. you're worrying about yourself and feeling good and you do things like self-care which is so like popular now like yeah. you'll see instagram posts on like oh look i'm having a bowl bath or um i'm putting sage which is good because like sometimes even going to do your nails can like yeah make you feel better or changing your hair yeah. literally <laughs> <laughs> she has pink hair now um so yeah it's good that it's being kind of put out there as positive to take care yeah. of yourself. So I think we're making changes, um, but there's still a lot of stigma. Again, it may be like your parents, like the older generation, um, but maybe if like we keep talking about it, then they'll kind of start like seeing things or maybe they just won't. Like it's just, yeah. that's just how but they it's were okay, raised. It's so moving forward. Yeah. Um, but we can only hope that, you know, we don't repeat the same things and we're knowledgeable about 
mental disorders and can prevent them from getting to an extreme of, you know, the number of suicides that we're having um, and getting people help before then and just realizing those flags in our lives like, oh, this is bad for me, this is good for me and just keeping the good. Yeah. Um, And, like, it really does... Like, I don't... some Like, before, I remember thinking the same as you like I wish I was somebody else that I wouldn't have this because it did stop me from like I guess being successful at certain times like in my job or just in life in general like in school yeah. like I it mean really... I got set back a year from school basically yeah from that so that definitely made me feel really shitty mm-hmm. at one point like because really you see all your friends yeah, and they're I like... Yeah, everyone graduating or doing something and it's like, oh, fuck, now I'm here, like, I have to even figure out what I want to do with my life, which is hard because I'm dealing with this right now. So it's hard to work towards your future when sometimes you don't see one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say was... But yeah, sometimes I felt like I didn't want to be me. And I remember, like, this specific um, circus song where he says, like, do you ever wish you were somebody else? And, like, I used to listen to it and just, like, sing it. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I wish I was somebody else. <laughs> I wish just someone who's confident yeah. and, like, a go-getter and... I mean, the only person that was stopping me from being there was me. Yeah. I just didn't have a clear idea of what were those changes that I needed to have in my life. I was off of medication. I didn't want to go back on medication because um, I just... I wanted to believe that I could do it without it. Yeah. Just like how I said, like, I felt like it made me feel like something was wrong with me. Uh Like, you know, like, I just... I wish I didn't need it. Like, do I need it? Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't... It didn't remind me that something was wrong with me. Um, it was just a thing of, like, I should be strong enough. Yeah. Like, if I had done it, like, before, like, if I was able... I was so confident when I was in high school, and I was always proactive and doing things with my friends, and I felt comfortable everywhere I went, why can't I do it now? Why can't I be that person? So it was more so, like... Why can't I be who I was before? Yeah, like, what changed? Mm-hmm. And then I just had to come to an understanding and accepting the fact that I won't be that same person because that same person didn't go through the, you know, like, the trauma of life change that I went through. I had to move out of my childhood home. I had to deal with my parents' divorce. That person didn't have to. Yeah. So I can't go yeah. back there. And I mean, again, like, when you have, like, a steady, like, a stable home, like, you can be a better person or you feel better. Mm-hmm. So, and when you've had that all your life and then it's just taken away, like... Yeah. So it was kind of like working to get there again. And so I just had to accept the fact, like, okay, I can't do it on my own. I tried it for two years. Didn't work. Let's get back on medication. And when I did, you know, everything got better. And I was able to 
start making those changes and just kind of have more self-awareness of when, what I was feeling and like push myself to do things that I didn't want to do, get out of my comfort zone to get better and like go to therapy and go to the gym, all those things. Like I wouldn't have been able to do it without medication even now like um because I was just taking clonazepam before and then I realized like even that like it wasn't helping like I wasn't sleeping well I had a lot of tension on my neck like from stress um like I was just all over the place with my mood so I was like okay like I, I go to the gym I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to. Mm -hmm. I'm meditating, like, and it's still not changing anything. So I have to, you know, talk to my doctor and let him know what's going on and see what changes we can make. And then that's when he was like, okay, let's get you on Zoloft and let's get you on Lamictal, which is like a mood stabilizer so that you feel like you're in control and you're able to sleep. Yeah. And it has been helping, I feel more calm not like drowsy or anything mm -hmm. but just um just kind of here and not like yeah. all tensed up so um like she's fine without medication some people need medication it yeah. just depends on you yeah it all just depends <laughs> <laughs> and like your support system all of that yeah. like goes into play um But I think, like, do you feel like social media affected the way you perceived yourself and your depression? Yeah. <laughs> um, I did get off of social media. I mean, I remember in high school, I got off of Twitter because of that. Um, I also randomly deactivate my Instagram account sometimes just because, like, you know... It just sucks. <laughs> like, sometimes when you're just not feeling your best and then you see everyone, like, really doing so much better than you mm -hmm. and um, just, like, comparing yourself in any way, like, socially, like, physically, like, in any way. At least for me, it's, like, um, like, before, um, there was a point where I was, like, I had no friends, like, whatsoever. Like, I had no one I could reach out to. Um... And it really sucked that you would just go online and you see all these people with, like, groups of friends. And then, you know, I just wanted one person <laughs> to, like, be able to speak to and reach out to. So, yeah, I do think it, like, impacted. Mm -hmm. But... And you'd be surprised, like, those people that you think are happy and having a grand time, like, could also be going through yeah. their own mental illness or, you know, life trauma But you don't know because, you know, you don't really talk to them. So, yeah. um, everyone has, like, their thing. Um, but, yeah, like, we need to talk about it. Yeah. And, and it, you know, like, people don't talk. They don't talk about it at all. Like, no one likes to say, like, hey, yeah, like, I have this. Or, like, you know, people don't. Yeah. yeah, I'm like that person. Everywhere I go, I'm like, "Hey, I have anxiety and I take medication. What do you have? <laughs> Tell me." Sure. 
yeah, have I mean, a podcast. You can be on it. I try, I'm trying to be, like, more open about it because, like, I'm trying to give out that message that, like, there's nothing to be ashamed about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yet, sometimes I find myself being ashamed mm-hmm. about it and I'm trying to let people know, like, you know, but... I mean, you could say as much as you want that you feel, like, yeah. safe and comfortable saying. Yeah. You don't I have mean, to like, I had times where I was, like, surrounded by people and, like, I was just, like, in a really shitty mood or, like, really, like, you know, not there. And, like, I feel like sometimes I'm, like, I could be perceived as, like, oh, she's a bitch or, you know, like, I don't know what the fuck, <laughs> you know. But then it's just, you know, I wish I could just be, like, hey, like, don't mind me just going through something, you know. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, I was telling you before, like, I already prepped my mom and I prepped my boyfriend, like, hey, I'm hormonal, if I yell at you, I love you, I don't mean it, but I just have no yeah. control over. Yeah. I haven't had, like, a month of being on the Lamecto yet, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping <laughs> that it won't affect, like, that it'll, like, chill me out and I don't have, like, those outbursts that yeah. I did. I mean, yeah, it's good to let people, especially the ones that you're surrounded by all the time when you're, like, not feeling your best. Like, yeah. If I'm at work and, like, sometimes I'll know, like, the moment I wake up, I'll be, like, I feel like shit. And, like, I'll just know I won't be responding to, like, my boyfriend or anything. I won't be texting back and I'm, like, hey, listen, like, I'm not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. So at least you don't have to worry about, like, okay, like, I'm going to mess this up mm-hmm. because of this. Like, so. Um, is there anything that yeah, you... Do you feel like it helps when you wake up feeling that way? Um, Or just having your space? I feel like for me, it's kind of just having my space. Um, Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, I don't know. At least for me, like, I know sometimes when I'll have a bad day, it's really weird. Like, the the day before, I'll be, like, really happy. Like, I'll be, like, uncomfortably, like good like I'll feel better than before or something like yeah I mean like it's like a little not in my level of happiness and then the next day I'll wake up and it's like you know like downhill Mm -hmm. so um I usually have those I don't know it's one day to another it could be like that um but I usually know now because I'm like okay this usually happens when I'm really happy a day before or like (laughs) vlogs I was really happy today know what to expect tomorrow (laughs) yeah so yeah but I mean I feel like it's just getting to know yourself yourself and what triggers you yeah so learning (laughs) yeah learning about yourself and I think I mean like now that like going into adulthood there's so many other stressors and it is important to get to know yourself so you're not an asshole to people um, and just know your limits, know to say no, like don't feel guilty for staying in because you don't feel yeah. good, like just no, I need my time and that's it. Yeah. Um, and just... I had mentioned before in the other, uh, the last episode that was uh, Mental Health World Day. Is that how it was? What World was Mental Health Day. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned, like noticing the signs with your friends of, you know, if they might be going through something that they're not talking about, like if they're drinking a lot, um, skipping out 
on like get-togethers very often. Mm-hmm. Um, they're distant, or you see them kind of like going through drug abuse. Like, for you to reach out to them and kind of see what's going on and trying to talk to them to get some help. Because um, a lot of times, like, you'll go out with friends and you think like, oh, we're all drinking, we're all having a good time. But there's like that one person who's there with a purpose and the purpose is to like forget or numb yeah. some sort of feeling that they have. Um, I found myself, not like alcoholic, but <laughs> I found myself having like a glass of wine more often so during the week when I was really stressed. Mm-hmm. And like... It's it's just one glass and whatever. Like, I didn't, like, drink to get drunk or anything. Yeah. But it did become a habit. And I was like, okay, this is not okay. Like, I need to find something to ease my stress that's mm-hmm. not alcohol. Like, I don't want to become dependent on it. Yeah. Because um, it's just not good for you at all. And it does affect your mood. Like, it could cause depression. Because mm-hmm. you're on, like, that high and then... Yeah, you know, I don't know like the chemical things, so don't yeah. expect that. From me. I mean, I think I feel like I went through a point where I was I felt that way too. Like I was just basically just drinking every other weekend, and I was having a good time. And then like during the week, I just be like, oh fuck. And, and it's, it's just like, like you just w- wait for like the weekend again, and it's like it shouldn't be that way for you to feel like good right. again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, right. So it's finding. Like, how to be good without it. Yeah. That's the goal. So, whether it is, you know, working out or getting on medication or going to therapy just to, like, change your thought process, change your thinking. Like, instead of, like, putting those negative thoughts and turning them into positive thoughts just so that you start building your self-confidence and everything. Um, But, yeah, if you start noticing those things about you, like, oh, I can only have a a good time when I'm drinking. Yeah. That's a flag, like, go get help or talk to somebody about it. Um, uh, what else do you want to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, just want to reiterate again. Talk to your friends. Um, journal if that's what makes you feel more comfortable. Seek help. Um... And just know that, like, mental illness isn't something that's just affecting you if you're feeling it. Like, it affects a lot of people. And you'd be surprised, like, who it affects. Like, it's probably someone really close to you and you don't even know about it. Like, it wasn't until recently that I realized that my grandpa's bipolar. (laughs) Like, I always saw him, like, how grumpy he was and everything. But, like, it didn't click until... You know, they start asking you, like, oh, has anyone in your family, like, displayed X and Y, Z symptoms before? Like, and then I'm like, oh, God, yeah. (laughs) And he was never diagnosed. He was never on medication. But he does have that. Mm -hmm. We just thought he was an asshole. (laughs) So it's just learning about your family. Um, Like, specifically with Hispanic families, like, they... Mental illness is, like, a thing, so they don't really have, like, a, a name for it. You just always think, like, oh, that's just how they are. Like, yeah. You don't question it. But then, you know, it's affecting you 
so it's good to know those things um and just ask questions like it's when I started talking to like my grandmother and stuff that I like put two and two together Mm -hmm. so just um talk to your family talk to your friends and you'll see that more people than so like are going through something and or either have found a way to get better or you know they're working on it and, and you can just get feedback from that yeah okay <laughs> so thank you guys for listening um if you have any questions um i do work with a psychiatrist so you can always email at the upsidesfm at gmail.com and any questions that you can have like if you need professional advice like I can ask him and he's more than welcome like he doesn't care he'll tell me like oh look you should tell them this this and that um and uh, as far as resources like it all depends where you live but I mean google yeah is there. even online you know <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Just do the research, talk to your friends, and, you know, we hope that we can continue to just talk about mental health in a positive light and how it does make a positive change in your life because it makes you make those arrangements to get better and, like, succeed and know yourself. Yeah. Any last words? Um, nope. (laughs) (laughs) all right guys um enjoy the rest of may (laughs) only two days (laughs) mental health month um i again will try to have more episodes out it's just you know i'm also going through stuff so (laughs) it's really hard to get motivated it's so much easier when people back out and say like oh no i can't make it i'm like okay yes like i don't have to do it <laughs> me when i canceled like six times <laughs> yeah was, every time i was like cool <laughs> um and then just being accountable like yesterday we said like no like yeah we're gonna do it like, well we basically have to. because may is over yeah so. <laughs> may's practically is over so we have to do it um so it's just good to hold each other accountable for that stuff um i'm moving my hands like as if people can see me um so i mean hopefully this medication treatment does work and i'm like quote unquote stable and i won't feel like lethargic anymore and i'll be more proactive so that's it bye guys bye